Welcome to episode 158 of CGM's Pixels and Ink podcast. I'm joined by the usual cast of characters, Grumpy Wayne. Grump Grump. Grump Grump. That's the noise you make, right? Yep. Grumping along. Grumping along. And Phil. That's me. Who's not grumpy? Uh, Sarcastic not Phil. Not today. Not today. Yeah. Well, everyone gets grumpy, grumpy at some day. point in time. Oh, why are you not grumpy? Um, I don't know. He's wearing it's a, a t-shirt. Day. That's not, yeah, that's not normal. Um, I don't know. I'm sure I'll th- I'm sure I'm setting myself up for something to go wrong so I can be grumpy next week. Okay. All right. But you're wearing a t-shirt, so it's nice outside. Maybe I that's why you're nice in a good mood. It's nice Perhaps, outside. Perhaps, yeah. yeah. All see? that sun on my uh, pale, easy your, skin. Your cap. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we'll jump right into it with news. And, uh, Wayne, do you have some gaming news for us? Yeah, okay. Well, the biggest gaming news of the week, obviously, is that <laughs> Fallout 4 <laughs> finally yeah. got confirmed. Have you guys all seen the trailer? Actually, uh, I didn't watch the trailer. So, yes, they showed the trailer, and it's kind of interesting. It's having, like, a polarizing reaction amongst people, okay. where some people are like, really? oh, that man. That doesn't sound like a trailer. Yeah, it's like, you know, yeah. yo, so so part of the reaction is, like, you know, it's like, oh, man, this really just doesn't look as good as, you know, it's like other open-world games, like, yeah. you know, Dragon Age and The Witcher 3. And then other people are like, you know, it's like, what are you, crazy? It's like, look at that. You know, it's like, because of the fact that, you know, it's like those graphics are not amazing, what we're seeing is an honest game trailer mm-hmm. as opposed to something like Watch Dogs where yeah. they showed off this amazing thing and then when you actually pop like the disc in your console, like like, my like game that. doesn't look like that. What's going I on? I just so bought Watch Dogs like yesterday for okay. $13 new on the PS4. Okay, see, that's great. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's a great deal. What, disc and everything. Oh, okay, you got the disc. Okay. That's a great deal. Yes, yeah. <laughs> might not. It's actually yeah. worth maybe thirteen bucks. So, like, what 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 are you guys' relationships with the Fallout games? Actually, have I have absolutely no relationship with Fallout no, games. Okay. Fallout games. It's uh, I've been told it's not my cup of tea. I wouldn't mind trying them though. Okay. But I've been told. <laughs> yeah, you know how I, you know how I like feel it. about yeah. uh, epic RPGs. Yes. It's, yeah, it's, it's how I feel about it. It's a big <laughs> giant open world game that takes hours and hours and hours and hours and hours, and yeah. you know, it's like that. I'm sure it's amazing. <coughs> I just can't. I wasted yeah. so much time. I'd already. love to I just can't. read the story, but not actually have yeah. to walk around the world. Mm. Does that well, make it's sense? Well, it's also just like the crazy stuff that they let you get away with. Uh, assuming that they follow in the footsteps of Fallout Three. I mean, Fallout mm. Three, it actually let you like nuke the starter town oh that yeah. you first visited, mm. which I would like. You know, that that was one of those shocker moments where everybody, when they encounter that moment, are like, yeah. "Are you really going to let me do this?" And then you just do it for the hell of it, yeah. and. The next thing you know, you're you know safely off in the distance in a tower, and there's the town in the distance, and the mushroom cloud goes off, and you're like, oh my god, they actually let me yeah. nuke the town. Can That's you go crazy. visit the nuclear fallout? Yes, you can. Oh, yeah. Pretty sweet. So usually at that point, I think a lot of people probably just reloaded and felt bad about doing yeah, it. And yeah. like, let's, let's just erase that particular action. Does that mean but that you did that? Oh, uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I totally did. And it's like, I wanted to see whether it was possible, but then afterwards, it's like, you know what? I don't really want it. Yeah, see, so. if I were playing, I would have nuked it again. Okay. Just to be sure. <laughs> See, but on, on the <laughs> other hand, it's like, you know, yeah, there's, it's like, it's a very nearby, easily accessible town from a gameplay perspective, and you're kind of like... Right, so you actually could use it. You, you, yeah, you're kind of making things somewhat more difficult for yourself by nuking it, but you can do it out of principle, but yeah, then you're yeah. like, you know, oh man, those like, you know, the shops and the places to stay, and you know, it's like, you know, all that repair stuff, it's like, it's gone now, I gotta find some place else to do all that yeah, stuff. See, this is so why I don't love RP- RPGs. Yeah. Like, I like my mindless destruction. Okay. I don't feel free. Yeah, and yeah, there there are consequences. Yeah. So, but uh, it's like yeah. So, like, what what did you think when you saw the visuals on that trailer? Since it looked pretty good to me. Yeah. Like, I see that it obviously it's not like the greatest mm-hmm. uh, presentation of next gen visuals that I've ever seen, but it certainly didn't look crappy. I think we get spoiled with that stuff, and 
comes yeah. to expect especially standards when people, that are unrealistic. Yeah, I mean, especially when people start confusing like CGI trailers for like a real thing. And yeah. Everything. Just mm-hmm. don't do that. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I I was actually relieved when I saw it. I'm like, yeah, that actually looks like legitimate in-game footage. Yeah. I can easily believe that the game that's going to be on the console is actually going to look like that. So mm. I was pleasantly surprised. I, I had no issues with it. Um, I'm a bit baffled that it's pretty obvious that they're still using the same game engine that they were using, like, last generation. Yeah, do you that think that's just because it was initially a last-generation title that got delayed? or It's possible. I yeah. mean, uh, like, there are rumors floating around now that they might actually announce at E3 that it'll be coming this year. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. you know, like we might actually be playing it as quickly as, like, October or November. Yeah. In which case, if, you know, that, that is true, because it's been, like, four or five years since Skyrim came out. Yeah. Then, you know, like, yeah, you might not have wanted to switch the engine out if you wanted to get it in on that time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. The, the problem is, is that their engine, even though it's heavily customized, it's, it's initially based on an engine called Gamebryo, mm. which was better for like you know real-time strategy games and other stuff like that and then somehow they decided we're going to turn it into our open world rpg engine Mm. and it's sort of been struggling with that ever since uh especially on the ps3 gotcha where their games just were buggy as hell yeah i remember hearing skyrim was kind of a disaster i mean fallout 3 was even more so yeah so hopefully because it doesn't look as graphically intensive as other games, that will mean that maybe we'll have some better performance out of this. I'm going to only hope. Yeah, because I really don't want to pop that game in and then two minutes later, you know, it's like my PS4 has just gone on lockdown yeah. and it's completely frozen. It's like, oh my god, I've got to unplug the PS4. It's got to reboot and it's got to do all of this other stuff only for it to happen again ten minutes later yeah. when I'm playing the game again. I'm so surprised how, fa- how often my PS4 crashes. My PS3 never crashed that much. Really? No, my really? PS3 crashed all the time. Yeah. Depending on the games I played, my PS3 would either work like a champ or you just keep crashing on me yeah. repeatedly. It, it varied from title to title. Yeah, yeah. That's true. So. Some games were worse than others. Well, yeah. I played Plants vs. Zombies often, yeah. to say the least, on PS3, and pretty much once a night it will crash. Really? It'll See, my, P- my PS4, I'll just try to turn it on some days, and I'll, me and the no. PS4 will have to have some private time together before I feel like doing anything for me. Okay. It's really <laughs> frustrating. Alright, then. Yeah. No, I just mean, like, I gotta... Like mess around with it. It won't. Yeah, it's I'm not making it any better. But you know, yeah, like it won't. <clears throat> I'll just. I'll yeah. I'll just. You just have to pet it and talk to it nicely, Phil. Frustrating. Maybe I don't. Maybe I need to like just be using it every day so that it doesn't. So like, what happens? You just jealous. turn it on, and a few seconds later, it just locks. Yeah, I'll turn it on, and the blue thing will light up, and mm-hmm. I'll just shut right down, and okay. uh, that'll be its deal until I like That's unplug really it and play okay. around with it for a while, and then next thing you know. Okay, that usually doesn't happen for me. Usually when I get a crash, it's in the middle of a game, and usually like the game itself is pretty buggy to begin with, so yeah. it's, you know, no mystery for no, me. No, it's just weird. It, it just doesn't turn on sometimes. Now, granted, that is normally, like, that'll normally happen in a period where, like, I haven't used it in, like, a week or something like that, okay. so it might just be have something to do with it sitting idle, mm-hmm. but, yeah. Is it, it idle or off? Off. Okay. I just mean, yeah, sorry. I didn't mean, like, the system. Yeah. Because, like, I didn't use mine idle. for a while, and it was yeah. okay. You might have just gotten a slightly buggy. Yeah, I mean, little. I did get mine at launch, so... You just need, yours just needs a little more love, I maybe? guess so, but it gets on my nerves sometimes, I have to say. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. that this is... Yeah, I mean, this isn't, like, yeah. you know, a constant thing. It's yeah. just every couple months it happens, and... I mean, I'm sure there's a very specific process that I'm doing every time to fix it. I just don't know what that specific thing is, so I have to go through all the things, all the trial and error every <laughs> single time. <laughs> so it gets on my nerves. But other than that, um, yeah. 
whatever. That's that. So regardless, you're yeah. probably not looking forward to Fallout 4. Uh, I mean, I'm happy for everyone who is. <laughs> I'm uh, cautiously optimistic. That's good. I keep telling myself that because this is new hardware, we're not going to have the same, you know, like, buggy PS3 experience yeah. that we had the last generation. Good because, hope. you know, when the, the difference between Fallout 3 on the Xbox 360 and Fallout 3 on the PS3 was, like, night and day. Yeah. The Xbox 360 version was... Like it was still buggy, but at least it worked most of the time. Whereas the PS3 version was just that was just broken, yeah. up and down. So. Well, I mean, I'm sure they're smart enough to realize that they're at this point they're there's more PS that's, PlayStation games. That's the than, thing that concerns me is that they're also smart enough to realize that regardless, people are going to buy this yeah, game anyway. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, so it's like why put that extra people. yeah why put that extra effort into it if you know that you're going to get their money no matter what? Yeah, because you know people were like, oh my god. Uh, Fallout is so buggy. I'm never going to buy another Bethesda game again. And mm. then Skyrim came out, and it's like, oh, a new Bethesda game. And then they went and bought it. And then they said, oh my God, Skyrim was so buggy on the PS3. Mm. I'm never going to play another Bethesda game again. And now everybody is saying Fallout 4 is going to be so awesome, pre-ordering day one. Yeah. Blah blah blah. So, you know, gamers have short memories when it comes yeah. to stuff yes, like that. Yes, they do. Yeah. They have rose-colored glasses so on all they, the time. They forget how they've been you know, spurned or burned by these people. Again, I don't. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, yeah, I just like I knew there was a reason why when I asked specifically for a review copy of Skyrim on the PS3, you guys mm-hmm. sent me the Xbox 360 <laughs> version instead. Yeah. Despite my repeated insistence. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, that'll do it. I'll be really yeah. I'm, I'm so I'm I'm cautious about it, but like I'm hoping things will be better because of the new hardware. I mean, yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, you know, on the PS3, one of the big problems was it only had 512 megabytes of RAM. Yeah. Uh, which forced Bethesda to take the unorthodox solution of like we'll use the hard drive as virtual memory. So the longer you played the game, yeah. yeah, the longer you played the game, the more and more data it was putting on the hard drive and having to call off of the hard drive. Yeah. And eventually it just could not keep up and would yeah. just like keel over and cough up a lung. So yeah. Fair enough. Hopefully that won't happen this time. Yeah. What else you got? Okay. And in other news to the absolute surprise of nobody the uh, leak that came out a few hours earlier has been confirmed even by Naughty Dog themselves. We're getting an Uncharted remastered yeah. collection. Cool. It's coming out October 9th. Cool. So that's that's all three Uncharted games on the PS3 with the usual bump in resolution, and you're going to be getting like the uh, you know nice upgrade to the frame rates. Uh, they've already said don't expect the multiplayer though. We're not putting that in. That's fine. It yeah. sucks. So um, that's great. I'm really, I'm actually quite excited about that. Okay. Um, I mean, it's three games, so that's, yeah, totally. that's a lot for your money. <laughs> and I've never actually uh, played Uncharted One all the way through. Um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, because I, I, never I was a late adopter to okay. uh, PS3. I was, I thought I was done with video games, mm-hmm. and then like, oh, it's me back. Okay, in. I know that. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and it was Uncharted Two that did it. My friend brought, oh, it, brought it over and was like, okay. check this out, and I was like, god damn it! And then I went out and <laughs> bought one the next day. Um, but. Uh, yeah, so like I tried it, but I never really played the whole thing, so that would be a good excuse to do that. And okay. also, um, Uncharted Two remains one it's of amazing. my favorite yeah. video game experiences it's of all amazing, time. Yeah. So I mean, that that I opening no with the train is just like, oh my god, this is like the best tutorial. Absolutely, ever, so. and seeing how, oh my, yeah, it's so amazing, and uh, seeing how uh, how much of a difference the uh, remastered editions have made for, for the Last of Us, like yeah, yeah Last it, of it Us and, to, and Tomb Raider. Yeah, um, you know, that's now, true. Obviously, yeah. with Uncharted, they weren't designing those games with the remastered edition in mind, so nope. maybe more limited in terms of what they can do in terms of a facelift, but 
regardless, I'm yeah, I'm looking forward to that, and that'll also help uh, my frustration with Naughty Dog for not having Uncharted Four available for me for Christmas as promised. Yeah, they're being bad parents. Well, you know, it's like it's still coming though. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll oh, see yeah, it yeah. next year. I'll we'll get we'll it. see you next year. I will get yeah, it. Yeah, but I'll, no, I'll take this Uncharted uh, three pack for now. Yeah, sure, that's fine by and, me. And um, yeah, for the people that don't, uh, for the people that care, which I guess is not you. Yeah. Um, one of the bonuses that they're throwing in with this is if you pre-order the Uncharted Remastered Collection, this will also get you early access to the Uncharted 4 multiplayer beta. Okay. But that's the multiplayer beta. Yeah. So you probably don't care. I mean, I try it just mm. to see what it, like the new engine looks like mm-hmm. and everything. But uh, yeah, it's multiplayer. It was never my favorite yeah. part of Uncharted. No, it never quite. Uh, it's and just, you it, know, it's like, and it shouldn't be. I mean, no. un- Uncharted is all about Nathan Drake's adventure, not yeah. you running and around it was shooting a, game, a bunch of police, you know, so. And it's one of those things where, like, when the game is when all the control scheme and everything is so clearly designed yeah. for a very specific single player experience, when you try to translate that to multiplayer, you're going to see the limitations of it. Are, are you at all concerned about the slight change up in crews working on the game? this time around? Uncharted? Yeah. Not particularly. Okay. Um, because Naughty Dog seems to have pretty good people working yeah. on all their projects. It's just my <laughs> so I, I trust them. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, for, for me, I, I am a little concerned because for the first three Uncharted games, Amy Hennig, mm-hmm. um, who has a really good grasp on, like, you know, the whole swashbuckling yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know, fun, yeah. adventurous aspect yeah. of games, was, you know, it's like, yeah, had she's off doing Star Wars. Now. Yeah, she, she's off doing Star Wars yeah. now, which makes complete which sense. So, which is great. Yeah. And like so now, yeah, now we've I, got Neil Druckmann who did The Last of Us, yeah, and yeah. it's like, so I, I don't know if I can take like you know Nathan Drake standing there and there's like Elena dead and he's totally like burst into cheers yeah. and I'm like, oh I see my god, this from. is like so dark and depressing. I now. see where you're coming <laughs> from, but I feel like you know, a this thing had been in development before he got on board. Mm. They have plans. B, the Uncharted is established as a platform. Yeah. So they're gonna do what they're gonna do, and C, uh, Last of Us was pretty good. So yeah, it was. It I, was I'd good. I'd be excited yeah. just to see what he does mm-hmm. next, even if it is an Uncharted it's thing. It's just, you know... It, so it, I'm not in any way I, I just, that. like, you know, maybe, maybe this is all of a sudden it's like, yeah, well, you know, Uncharted on the PS3 was like Marvel. And, you know, yeah. it's like now that it's coming out, it's like, you know, the Christopher Nolan take of Uncharted. Where yeah. it's like, you know, it's like dark and serious. I'm and, not too worried about that yeah. happening. I think they know exactly we'll what the appeal of Uncharted yeah. is and they're not going to mess with it. Um, and, you know, people can do different things, That's right? True. They can. Yeah. Like, I didn't go to see Joss Whedon's Much Ado About Nothing movie I was like, oh, I can't wait for the Hulk to show up. You yeah. know what I mean? I knew, I knew what I was getting myself into. Okay. Yeah. That would be amazing. It would have been an amazing take yeah. on Much Ado About Nothing if yeah. the Hulk appeared. I won't pretend otherwise. Or the I Scooby crew just that. showed up. And yeah. Everybody was like, oh, my God, it's Buffy. Oh, this is so amazing. Buffy yeah. and Xander. Yay. Mm-hmm. There's Willow. Mm-hmm. I yeah. miss Willow. Cool. You Willow can watch How I Met Your Mother. She's mm-hmm. in that. That's true. That's true. You get Willow and Phoebe Smulders from Avengers. Okay. <laughs> and well, Neil Patrick Harris. Well, yeah, and Neil Patrick Harris. But I'm yeah. talking about mm-hmm. Whedonites here. Mm-hmm. What we're doing. That's right. All right, you Whedonites. That's right. What you got? Okay. Uh, so other news that I've got now. This is weird. I think that this is the first time in the history of video games that this has happened. So, Square is now announcing that that demo of Final Fantasy 15 that came out a couple of months ago. Yeah, I remember you played that. Yep, it's going to be getting a patch. Oh. They're going to be patching the demo. They're going to be fixing things like the frame rate. They're potentially going to be adding in new missions and new dialogue. They're going to be changing the um, target lock, which a lot of people complained about. Yeah, I remember you complained so, about yeah, that. So, yeah, so basically they're, like, improving the demo That's weird. for the game. And, you know, like I said, like, has this ever happened in the history of games? Or I know. Like, yeah. Especially in this era when no one even really does demos anymore. Yeah. But Square is doing it. That's I'm weird. Like, um, okay, yeah. should I be concerned? Uh, no, I think they're doing it to no. alleviate concern. Yeah, maybe. I mean, to be like, don't worry, we know what your yeah. problems were, we're on it. Yeah. 
And you know, yet at the same time, I mean, like you know, no nobody would really get you know, it's like too mad at uh, say uh, Rocksteady, for yeah. example, if you know they were going, it's like you know, it's like you know, trust us, you know, it's like when you know, it's like Batman the Arkham game comes out, you know, it's like it'll be fine. That yeah. was just a demo. Oh, totally. Most people would be like, yeah, you know what, I'll take your word but for it. But didn't it now <laughs> that I now that you bring this up, didn't that demo weren't people buying a remastered game just to get the demo? Yes, they were. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, that's why. That's true. They were paying money yeah. just to get a hold of that demo. Yeah. So, so that's why. So yeah, uh, it's a you're, you're right. It's yeah, a it, it could be the fact that yeah, people were paying money for that demo. Yeah. So uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe yeah. yeah. But yeah, one of the weird things that's also related to this is they've also announced. So, you know, when we first showed off those trailers for this game, and we had like you know a bunch of different characters and plot points and those gorgeous trailers, and mm. um, that's all changed now. It's like some of those characters that we showed off and some of those plot points are actually not happening. <laughs> so yeah, see, that's more worrying. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, again, made people go like, huh, what? So, like, again, I, and I actually did write an article about this earlier yeah. in the week about just the idea that maybe people shouldn't be hyping up games like five or six years before they're supposed to come out because yeah. things happen like this. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you, you don't get stuff like, you know, McDonald's saying, we've got this new burger that's three years away, so mm-hmm. get excited about it now, because three years when that burger finally hits your nearest McDonald's restaurant, mm-hmm. it's going to be awesome. So put in your pre-order for that burger now. I miss the movie yeah. tie-in burgers McDonald's used to do. Oh, now. man, They'd yeah. have, like, the Batman burger, mm-hmm. the fruit patty spread out on, like, a sub bun. Yeah. <sighs> Was it thing? Yeah, I don't remember oh, that. No. For, like, every Batman movie from Batman Returns through the Schumachers, they had, like, a special Batman burger. Like it wasn't the it was the chicken sandwich bun like it's like a chicken sandwich bun at Burger King, that with the free patties and it was called like the superhero burger. I miss those days. That sounds amazing. And collectible glasses. No one does that anymore. This is about nothing. We need to move on now. Or going back (laughs) even further in time, like the Happy Meals that they released for like Star Trek the motion picture, where you would get like a little plastic wrist communicator that you could just wear. Yeah. Which was amazing. I'm sure that's cool. I remember the Batman Returns Happy Meal stuff being pretty sweet, even though it was one of the most inappropriate movies to ever tie into Happy Meal Toys of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Come by this sweet fast food tied into a movie that opens with parents abandoning a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Here's your Catwoman whip. Yeah. So, you know, you can go and discipline <laughs> things. <and laughs> just, yeah. Flick yourself. Good time. Just like Michelle Pfeiffer. Good time. All right. Are you. Yeah, I, you? I, I, I think that's, you know, it's like pretty much it for, okay. you know, it's like the news this week. Okay. So, uh, all right, on my side of things, the first one, this is kind of a big one that I'm a little bit uh, sad about, um, which is that uh, Rick Baker announced that he's retiring, which is a real bummer. Wow. Um, for those who don't know, Rick he's Rick, had a good long he has, run. Yes, but he's not so that old, and he should hmm. still be doing it. How old is he? Uh, he's like in his 60s. Retirement yeah. age. Retirement movies. Um, but yeah, no, this is Rick Baker did. Um, Jeez, I mean, American Werewolf in London and uh, the Eddie Murphy stuff in the Naughty Professor movies and Apes. And, I mean, like, basically, the like, half 50% of all the video drums, like, 50% of all the great no, makeup he's, things he's ever the seen. physical effects him. guy. Yeah, so. He's the, ma- the makeup genius. And, uh, and the saddest part was <clears throat> when he announced his retirement, he cited his reason is there being not enough interesting work for him anymore. Um, which is a fair 
criticism. Which is fair yeah. and sad yeah. as that that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's now he's got like a number of Oscars, and he, yeah, he's a genius and does extraordinary stuff. And, and unfortunately, nobody's really interested in doing elaborate makeup work. Yeah, that, people yeah, aren't, so. or like I'm sure he's getting, or like the jobs he's being offered is mm-hmm. like you do fifty percent of this and then put some slap some green on the rest and we'll yeah. take care of it there. And I'm sure he has no interest in doing yeah. that. He likes to create. Yeah, why know, should he? Yeah, so the whole everything. So yeah, no, it's really sad. I mean, the but it's completely understandable. Though, understandable, like, just it's kind of a sad yeah. state of affairs for it how is. movies work that Rick ba- fucking Rick Baker can't get jobs anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's ridiculous. Now, the only two good things that could come of this are that now that he's retired, he will likely start doing the uh, con circuit, which okay. would be great. <laughs> which would be, be fantastic to see him doing yeah, Q&As. Works out for you. Yeah, that'll work out great. And the other thing is that he's also like meticulously archived all of his most of his like uh, makeup and uh, maquettes and models and everything, oh. and I wouldn't be surprised if they start doing a touring art show like the Stanley Kubrick one. Oh, oh that, that would be cool. Yeah, one. That I would see like the mm-hmm. thing, the natural thing to do. He I would check that out. Ton yeah. of money. They've out got of that. stuff from like the Thing and Videodrome. Thing was Rick Bottin. Oh man, okay. But you get to see the American history. Where, well, God willing, you get to see the dining room table of all the clumps. Um, okay. Yeah, you know all that good stuff. But um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if those two things are an eventuality. But yeah, just sad. Sad, really sad. End of an era in so many ways. Yeah, it is. Rick Baker retiring. Um, Real shame. It is. All right. Less depressing news. Um, Oh, here's – this is a weird one. I'm not sure how I feel about this. And this isn't, like, an official this movie's getting made, but it definitely is a huge push towards it getting made, which is that The Rock has signed on to be part of a big – to star in a Big Trouble in Little China remake. I saw that. That was weird. Yeah, That sounds like a bad idea. Yeah, this is the thing. I have very mixed emotions about it in that I love The Rock and I love Big Trouble in Little China, but it seems like a horrible mix because the Mm -hmm. whole joke of Big Trouble in Little China is that the main character acts like an action star but is useless and his sidekick does all the work. And And I'm not going to be able to believe – yeah, I'm not going to be able to believe a movie where The Rock's there and not kicking ass. That just doesn't yeah. seem right. Even if he were in a romantic comedy, I'd be like, yeah, but he's going to punch through that wall eventually. Unless, you know, unless he's Wang. Yeah. Are they going to make him Wang? Yeah, I mean, I guess <laughs> so that would... I guess, you, you know what? I guess that would work yeah. if, if, oh, if, if he was like... The, if they cast him as Wang instead yeah, yeah. of Jack Burton. Then, yeah, yeah. It, I saw that it would be Jack Burton, but it would be funny if it was Wang, and they still kept... Um, what's his face as Jack Burton? Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell? Yes, Kurt Russell. Oh, that'd be good. That would yeah, be amazing. That would be super fun. But yeah, that was, yeah, I have very conflicted emotions about that. There's some, like, when I hear those two, that name and that title together, I'm like, yes. But then when I think about it, I'm like, no, not really. We should do other things. Was this a sequel or a reboot? Remake. Okay, so it's a remake, not a reboot? And it's the same thing. No, because sometimes they take the stories and they kind of change them around, and then sometimes they just do it scene for scene, right? Yeah, they just it's, – it's a marketing tactic. Because, like, they, they do it scene for scene. people are angry about remakes, yeah. they call them reboots for a bit. It's all the same thing. Yeah, if it's the same exact story, it won't really – yeah, it won't yeah, really it work with the right. I'm concerned. They must have a plan, though. But if they did I mean, a sequel like, yeah. where The Rock just happened to stumble into, you know, same kind of trouble. But yeah. All, all the charm of Big Trouble in Little China is that it's like, you know, this – crazy, ambitious, low-budget, you know, like, insane romp. Yeah. That just, and you can't really do that with, like, you know, big-budget, yeah. like, triple-A-level production. Yeah. So, yeah. Although, I to be fair, know. that was actually a gigantic production when it was finally made. Was it? Okay. Definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, that was the first movie that the company that was, the special events company that was formed to do Ghostbusters was actually Ghostbusters. Oh, okay. Trouble in Little China. Um, it just has a scrappy feel about it, for mm. sure. And John Carpenter, you always think it was fun. I mean, like, it wasn't, he wasn't, the Gar- Carpenter didn't get the money to do Big Trouble in Little China that, like, he, like Spielberg got to do Temple mm. of Doom or whatever. Yeah. 
but definitely, yeah, it wasn't, you know, they weren't, like, paying for lunch with food stamps or mm-hmm. nothing. They were, they were good. <laughs> that was one yeah. of the few, like, actual real studio movies that were Carpenter actually got some money. Okay. And just, like, the thing, the other time he got real money with the studio failed miserably, and he was not allowed to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Which is sad, but there you go. All right. I really do wonder, though, who it was that was, like, just looking at Big Trouble in Little China and deciding, yeah, you know what, we need to revisit this. It's weird, isn't it? Who I mean, made that choice? It's got to just be down to, like, sales figures on mm. home video. Okay. It has to be that. Like, mm. there's, I'm sure... That movie did not do well in theaters, yeah. but I'm sure since it's gone yes, on to it, make it did enjoy yeah, a second one. And they also yeah. like there's been a lot of merchandise recently, so mm-hmm. you know, the way that type of filmmaking works these days, mm-hmm. I'm sure someone at Fox noticed, hey, we're making a ton of money off these big vintage uh, big trouble in little China action mm-hmm. figures. People like this. Yeah, thing. and the pop figures that just came out exactly. as well. Yeah. Exactly. Like, no. Come on. Phones. Doing its own thing. No, well, perhaps if you weren't on your phone, it wouldn't be doing things. What do you care? You're always on your phone when I'm talking to you. Oh, you mean when I'm looking at my notes to participate in the and podcast? And I have emails to answer mm-hmm. for you three? I'm very connected and in this space and close to you right now. Okay. I'm not connected at all. Mm-hmm. Wayne's never connected. I He's always staring at his screen. I know, I know. All right, next up. Um, Mel, you should appreciate this. Uh-oh. Or maybe you won't. Um, the Is it the nasty-ass face tattoos that are on Harley Quinn? Because I don't appreciate that. Nope. That's stupid. Um, I, yeah, we're just not going to address that. Um, no, this is uh, The Green Inferno, the cannibal horror movie that Eli Roth made. Um, I saw. Is finally coming out. I saw. It's been on the shelf for two years. Yes, it's ridiculous. I saw. It's pretty good. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, I saw it. I played it Midnight Madness two years ago now. Okay. Um, and then it was supposed to be released last year, but Eli Roth and his production company got in an argument with the distributor over how much money they would have to spend on advertising mm. and yeah the production company was like okay we're not putting it out and it's just been sitting there for a year um but and finally i guess they've been and it's exactly a year like it was supposed to come out last september okay and so now it's, it's coming out this september it's Yay. so weird but it is finally happening and i quite enjoyed it and recommend it. it's a good comeback uh good callback to the tasteless disgusting uh cannibal horror films that italy Can cranked out for about five years yes. Did you have you seen any of those new cannibal holocaust any of that stuff yeah Good times, huh? Cannibal Holocaust and... Uh, cannibal Pyrrhus. Last Cannibal World. <laughs> going to run out of titles eventually. You better jump on one <laughs> I think of these. It I think it one that didn't actually have cannibal in it. That doesn't sound the... like a cannibal movie. They were pretty no. upfront about those. Yeah. No, it was another black and white... Or not black and white. No, no another um, Italian horror movie. Yeah. I don't know what it's called, though. Was it Porno Holocaust? No. That's one where uh, a group of people go to an kill the cannibals and then the cannibals turn into zombies <laughs> and then they kill the zombies and then everyone starts having sex okay um this no i didn't movie? i didn't see that one wow i actually i should clarify i haven't actually seen this okay. oh sure no i watched a really funny documentary on italian cannibal movies and the highlight by far was someone just describing the plot of it <laughs> which i was i went over and buried like that was very broad stroke she went almost scene for scene and it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I want like, to watch this documentary. I don't, don't want to see people okay. having like fully uncensored sex in bad zombie makeup. That doesn't like appeal to me. I but see hearing this it hearing it described was one of the f- I, one of the hardest times I've ever laughed in my life. Porno, oh my Por- God. porno holocaust. Yeah. Uh, there's 
fun so, holocaust. Okay. Yeah, there's too many weird. Uh, it was a. I'm yeah. kind of gratified that that actually exists. Oh yeah. That, it you know, it's like it's it's out there somewhere in the world, and yeah. this this gives me hope it for the way that humanity might turn out. Mm-hmm. That somebody made that. It so was a weird good. time in exploitation filmmaking. Yeah. That would actually suck. Um, okay. Uh, next up, uh, James Wan is officially signed on. He will be directing Aquaman. Uh, that will be his oh, follow-up to Furious that. 7. So how is that going to turn out? It's going to drive really it's gonna be Yeah, it's going to be so stylish. Evil. There's going to be a lot of cuts. So does that mean that gonna be flying around they're going to be they're going to be like figuring out their scenes with this one with like, you know, uh, superhero action figures as opposed to Hot Wheels and just waving them around amongst I themselves? Yes, I guess. I don't know. It's weird. I mean, it makes sense. Fast and Furious, um, Furious 7, rather, made so much money he was going to get a superhero franchise. It was as simple as that. It's weird that it's Aquaman. Maybe he wants the challenge, since, you know, Aquaman is obviously the underdog. <laughs> I think he like, wants you know, the money. That's okay. what he wants. <laughs> I think that was probably the one that was like, yeah, we'll give you all the money. And he was like, perfect. That's what I was looking for. Um but yeah, that's so that's gonna be yeah a hyper stylized Aquaman. And movie. this is still going to I'd be like you know today. dark and Nolan esque in keeping with the rest of Well, I mean, of this guy is he did make the Saw movies. So let's okay. not forget he can it's do true. dark. He's got no problem with that. Um. So yeah. Anyway, that's a thing. Um. Oh wait, yeah. So I guess he can show like Aquaman losing his hand since he, yep. he's he's good at that sort of amputation thing. Yeah, totally. So, um, so yeah, that'll work. You're right. Be, yeah. It's it's weird. It's weird all around. But yep, that's that's. Has the casting been locked down for this movie? Yeah, it's um Jason Momoa. Right. We've okay. Seen so of so him. that is yeah. still yeah. a go yeah. for that. Okay. Yeah, that yeah, hasn't changed. Still wearing that uh the costume that Rob Zombie should sue them yeah. over. Um. Isn't he also in like Game of Thrones or something like that? I think so. No, he is on some one of those TV shows. Yeah. I just don't th- that I don't watch, and I don't know which one it is. But I know him primarily from Baywatch, so okay. that's why my opinion of him is not high. Um, next up, uh, this was kind of a fun thing that happened today. Uh, Vincenzo Natale, a Canadian Montreal filmmaker who made Cube and Splice. I love Cube. Yeah, there's a good flicks, both of them. And, uh, there's he, three of them, he, but their third one's so horrible. Oh, no, I meant, sorry, I meant like Cube and Spice oh, are yeah, both okay, good yeah. flicks. Yeah, I don't really Was like Cube 2, Hyper the Cube, one or Cube 3. Cube, Adrian Cube. Brody. Cube, Cube, Cube? Yeah, it's, yeah, it was with Adrian Brody and Sarah Pauly. Right, okay, where they yes, made but the, the uh, weird mutant sex scene yes. that they had towards the end. Oh, Splice? That was good Yeah, stuff. Splice was interesting. Yeah. I like Splice. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess right around when Splice came out, uh, Vincenzo Natale was developing a Swamp Thing movie. Um, oh. Warner Brothers with uh, Guillermo del Toro, because Guillermo del Toro produced Splice, so they're mm-hmm. buddies. Um, and then Splice uh, did not make a ton of money, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And that kind of went away, but uh, yeah, no, this week, uh, Vincenzo Natale uh, tweeted out the first four pictures of his old Swamp Thing script that he'd made under the tutelage of del Toro. And I have to say, I mean, it was just four pages, but it felt very Alan Moore. It was just sort of like prologue mm. setup thing, but okay. it was very much like that Alan Moore traditional version of Swamp well, Thing. Well, like, vegetable who thinks he's a man the alan moore interpretation of swamp thing actually fits pretty well into the nolan verse totally in that regard yeah no they so had like, it, yeah it's that one is kind of like you have to give that one the nolan it's really stupid yeah the fact that warner brothers is determined to do all these dark mm-hmm. graphic comic book yeah, movies and they aren't like, doing swamp, swamp thing, thing is here and they aren't doing like <laughs> yeah. the question mm-hmm. and all the characters that actually fit that world mm-hmm. is endlessly frustrating but that's ne- neither here nor there um, anyway, yeah, no, the script, it was. It seemed, yeah, it, it felt cool. Um, it was kind of a shame, and it also made me wonder the way the world works now if uh, this was, he was tweeting these out, doing a kind of a Neil Blomkamp, mm-hmm. hey, Internet, do you like this? Yeah. Because oddly enough, we're having meetings about possibly doing this again, so maybe give us some attention and we'll get to do it. Mm-hmm. 
if the two of that, if Del Toro and Natalie did teamed up to do a Swamp Thing movie, I would be positive it's good. Yeah, those are, that's that, that. Those are the pe- right people that should be doing it. So anyway, I recommend. Yeah, if you haven't heard about that yet or seen read those pages, go check it out because uh, it is we'll kind of that. a sad yeah. what could have been and hopefully what will be again one day. And finally, I got two things that are just rumors, but worth discussing nonetheless. Uh, the first is that there's apparent uh, there are rumors swirling around now that Disney is discussing doing an Obi Wan Kenobi trilogy starring Ewan McGregor. Uh, Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Wow, they still want to keep him in there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, well, here's how what I feel about that is that um, obviously I hate the prequels. I'm not going to pretend otherwise. But I really like Ewan McGregor. I think he's a great actor. He I is. always thought he was a great choice to play Obi Wan Kenobi. It was just a shame he didn't get to actually play him. He just played a cardboard character that spit out exposition. So if they were actually going to make an interesting movie about what happened to Obi Wan Kenobi in the period of time between he went when he between the end of the uh, Alliance, not the Alliance, the end of the Republic. The, thank you, the yeah. end of the Republic and uh, the. So they're the they're alliance. basically supposing he probably didn't stay on Tatooine the whole time. Yeah, yeah totally. he went off. He did things. He got in trouble. Yeah, one would assume that yeah. people were looking for him mm-hmm. given his importance. Um, so yeah, I'm mixed feelings about this trilogy. Probably a bit much, mm. but I would I would actually I would actually like Ewan McGregor to get an uh, Obi Wan Kenobi movie actually yeah. worthy. And of he's his gotten film. more mileage would, under him in the intervening times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it was good. Yeah, but. Is it gonna be? That's the thing. You really think it's gonna? Be I good? think it would be totally possible to make a good Obi Wan Kenobi movie. Really? Yeah, I really do. He's a great character. He's basically a samurai. He would be a traveling Ronin, lost samurai, with Ewan McGregor and a beard and fake. Who right. ends up on Tatooine? Yeah. yeah. These things. These all okay. sound like good things to me. I right. can't pretend they don't. Um, and then the last one is that uh, Shirley Theron is apparently the front runner for Captain Marvel, okay. in light of her doing. Yeah, Lady Mad Ass Max. Okay. Mad Max. Um, she is. That's the thing. She looks right. She yeah. can do action. She's yeah. a good actress. Um, she has a sense of humor, um, which is crucial in these Marvel movies. Um, yeah. The thing is, I while I certainly know like the basics of Captain Marvel, I can't pretend to be an expert in the character. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Perhaps there's something like she's a good choice. I think. But yeah, lot, she seems no, right to me. There's not a lot of female. Action. No, definitely not. Like, yeah, you don't no. want to see Angelina. Mm-hmm. And she and she and Captain Marvel also kind of has a kind of you know. She's got a long and complicated history. She does, but you but so. also for Captain, you kind of like have to look like a runway model, mm-hmm. which she certainly does. Um, so I think that that I think there's a lot of reasons to work. I think the only concern they could possibly have with her is age. Um, How old is she? But she's not. She's not huge. She's not particularly old right now. I think she's in like her mid late thirties. Um, which is not hard. No, hardly Asian by oh any stretch. No, har- no, 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 no. Let, please allow me to continue. <laughs> uh, the problem is not that she right now is too old to play a Captain Marvel. The problem is anyone who signs on to a Marvel movie is signing on for 10 years. And oh, okay. Well, I mean, yeah. basically, yeah. Well, how old is Captain Marvel? So, like, the, could that be an issue? Well, isn't Captain she Marvel... She looked a little Cap- older to me. Yeah, totally. Yeah. She's w- now, but Captain Marvel doesn't age in the books because they're yeah, books. Charlie and Sarah probably not going to age either. I know. Celebrities don't age. It's true. They either don't age or they age horribly. It's one it's or the other. It's true. It's true. So I think that could be the only thing holding her back, is that they might... I could see 
she might not Particularly want to get with the next round into of casting. Robert Downey Jr. scenario well, exactly, where it's like, this thing. is your life for the next decade. He's going to regret not being Iron Man at some point, I, though. I, I don't know whether he will. I think he's going to be fine. Yeah. But I mean, but Robert Downey Jr. is the example, which is that like when he was cast, he was perfect to play Tony Stark. I'm sure at this point he's kind of like, boy, I wish I didn't have to work out constantly at 50. I, I know, but I'm just thinking like a lifestyle thing, right? Yeah. Um. So it's I wouldn't like be su- freaking uh, Hugh Jackman and Wolverine. That yeah, guy, totally. yeah. he's so done being like he's like yeah. I'm just totally. I'm yeah. over being Wolverine. Totally. So I wouldn't be surprised if like particularly in the next round of casting for Marvel characters, they want to try and shoot a little younger. Just I mean, I can't even think around. of like a young female action. Who's done? Oh, you mean like young? a young beautiful blonde who can punch people in the face? Yeah, Hollywood doesn't have a single one of those. There's no way they'd be one able to find one of those. One is actually good at it. Well, I mean, you go an unknown. Why not? They did with like, I mean, what did Chris Hemsworth done before he was Thor? They just found yeah. Thor. They found him. Yeah. He was there. Once upon a found. time, Sarah Michelle Gellar wasn't a big deal. Yeah. And then she blew up. Yeah. So. And I feel like finding, I feel like if there's any place on the planet you can find a beautiful blonde that can handle wisecracks and butt kickery, it's probably Los Angeles. But that being said, if the Charlize Theron thing is legit, I'm fully on board. I think she would be a great choice. I really do. I think she seems right. Um, The question is just what? Uh, the big question would be like, you know, yeah, how much of our history thing? are they going to try and incorporate? Because, like I, I said, it's, it's reinter- long. Yeah, and well, I'd imagine it'll so. be a reinterpretation of yeah. Carol from the Endless Stars, I would imagine. Yeah. Because, I mean, for a while there, she didn't have her powers because Rogue took them away from her and yeah. blah, 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 blah. And, yeah. and that, that went on for like a long time. Yeah. Just, it was kind of crazy. So. Totally. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, yeah, I thought, I thought she seemed like an interesting choice. Yeah. We'll, see. we'll see how it goes. All right, and that's that. Thank you, Phil. No problem. Oh, yeah, you saw something this week, did you know? Oh, yeah, I couldn't do movie talk. Um, yeah, so I saw Insidious 3, I guess is the big one that we should talk oh, about. Yep. Insidious Chapter 3, rather. It's a prequel? Yep. Yes, it's a prequel. Okay. They're going back in time. Oh. So yeah. did you like it? I did. Okay. Um, I didn't, I, yeah, it's not a perfect movie, but I did kind of enjoy it. I mean, like, I, I, I have to admit, <clears throat> that's sort of how I felt about Insidious from the beginning. Um, I, I liked them. I even liked Insidious 2, um, but I don't, I don't love them. Um... There, uh, yeah. So um, this one was the Insidious franchise was started by James Wan, who we talked about before. Aquaman's James Wan mm-hmm. um, and Leigh Whannell, uh, who's his uh, writing partner. They wrote Saw together to that whole franchise took off. They created Insidious that turned into another franchise. Are these the guys? The, the guys who wrote the first Saw? Yeah. Because then I know different people wrote the second Saw. Yeah. Well, okay. So they James Wan directed the first Saw. Lane Winnell wrote it. Okay. Lane Winnell helped write the second and third Saw movies. Mm-hmm. Um, James Wan was not part of those okay. beyond producing. And then Lane Winnell stopped after that. And then the guys who did The Collector, basically, mm-hmm. where they wrote the rest of them. I love The Collector. Yes. So, um, yeah. And then they say, yeah, they, and then, yeah. So they've done Insidious. This is the third one. James Wan was making Furious 7. So he obviously was part of it. So now Lane Winnell's directing. And because uh, Rose Byrne, who's the star of the family from the first two Insidiouses, uh, is now also super famous, uh, she clearly wasn't going to come back. So there were a lot. And also, it's getting a little ridiculous to be like, family has been rid of the ghost twice but uh-oh they're back so <laughs> that was the big problem with jaws yeah exactly like just leave yeah, yeah, that yeah, family yeah. alone exactly just stop tormenting this family exactly. with that shark so, so what they've done is uh lynn shay who played the sort of psychic woman they wanted to make her sort of and, and the two geeky ghostbustery types one of whom is played by lee winnell they wanted to make it at the base of the franchise the only problem with that was they killed lynn in the first one so it's going to be tricky 
So they went prequel. Um, so basically what we have is, yeah, a new family setup. That's the weakest part of the movie. The first half is like getting this, this teen girl who's got problems and a, a single dad who's traveling. And Lane Winnell, um, uh, as a writer, uh, his great strength is certainly not dialogue or subtle characterization by any stretch of the imagination. And so that section, yeah, I won't pretend otherwise, is a bit of a slog. But then once the ghosts arrive, um, it is actually kind of fun. Um, he's pretty good at writing, uh, you know, suspense ghost sequences. And as a director, I was curious to see how that would work because James Wan, for all my problems with him, he has no problem uh, creating jump scares. Uh, he's great at it. He's got a certain, like, kinetic uh, classical style that works really well. And uh, I was worried when I was just going to be trying to copy that poorly, but he didn't. He had a more of a subtle approach while still making it all about jump scares. And some good concepts like the teen girl um once she starts getting her private haunting uh breaks both her legs so she's in a wheelchair and, okay. and she's the only one that can see the ghosts um so oh that, okay yeah, yeah so that proves to be a bit of a problem and there's then some they, tension right there yep so and then they bring in lynn lynn shay and she's going through some trouble she's, she's a reluctant psychic and uh then eventually yeah and there's there's some really great sequences also the design of the sort of demon ghost uh creature in this one i like quite a lot um it's different it's not the like um, uh, red-faced kind of Darth Maul demon oh, from yeah, the Insidious, yeah. who I, I never really cared for. I thought it looked ridiculous. Um, this one has more of a um, almost like a Doctor Satan vibe to him uh, from House of okay. Thousand Cups, uh, okay. which I quite liked. Um, and yeah, it has some good bits. I mean, look, you're, a lot. Of this all comes down to expectations. What do you expect from Insidious Three? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I didn't. It's not a masterpiece. It's not a classic, but. If you're a fan of the series, it's not an embarrassment. It does work. It does work fairly well. There are some good scenes. There's some fun to be had, and it's over in okay. 90 minutes before you can complain. And the, the scares are decent. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it is the weakest. There's been diminishing returns with these, even mm. though I was quite fond of two because it's just insane, um, in it's almost like an yeah. Italian so. horror kind of way. Okay. Um, which I I still don't know if they meant it to be kind of surrealist like that, <laughs> or if they were just like, ah, whatever. We got to finish this. Um, but I did enjoy that okay. aspect of it, and this one is is not insane like that. But yeah, it's got some great bits. Um, there's a really, there's a great bit where, as I said, the main character has the two broken legs, and at one point when she's possessed, she starts walking on her broken legs, and the soul and the foley effects oh, during that are spectacular. Okay, yeah, so there's a lot of little things like that where you're like, oh. yeah. Yeah. it's gonna right. be one of Wayne's days, and you know he watches it three times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, three times in his yeah. yeah. So it you know it's corny and not. There's some rough acting and some rough dialogue, but in terms of what you would sit down to watch Insidious 3 for, you, you get what you want, it and does. there's some good stuff. Okay. So, yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's fine. It's fine, I would say. And then the other one I can talk about is Spy, the new Melissa McCarthy movie. Um, where she plays, I mean, um, it's yay. kind of a funny concept. It's she plays this woman and works in the CIA, and basically she sits at a computer and is the eyes and ears for uh, Jude Law's super spy who heads out. And does damage where she's got a computer so she can see through his eyes and then has, like, you know, super fancy CIA technology to see everything around him. And it's a kind of a fun way to explain how, like, a James Bond character could possibly know where everyone is at all times is because he has an assistant full-time making sure of everything okay. for him. Yeah. Um, which I thought was fun. But she obviously doesn't care for the fact that she is in the CIA just behind a desk. Um, so um, some stuff goes down, and all the identities of the CIA spies become compromised. So they have to send her out in a series and uh, – been in a series of very unflattering outfits as cat ladies on, and uh, and and sad middle-aged women on vacation as uh, her uh, cover, um, and 
villain is Rose Byrne, who I uh, mentioned before. She plays a kind of hysterically aloof and foul-mouthed spoiled brat who has a nuclear warhead and says filthy. <laughs> okay, because he just yeah, you know, what just happens. Yeah, and yeah. says filthy things to people. Jason Statham plays one of the agents who can't go out um, and is incredibly angry and pissed off about it. And he's absolutely hysterical. It's it is great to see him to get into his pure comedy role again, which I guess the last time would be the Crank movies, which I know a lot of people don't uh, qualify as comedies, but they're great. Oh, they're great, Mal. You're being dumb. You're being dumb. I'm being dumb. Yeah, being having, dumb. having not seen them, I can't. It's I a comment, really so. did not like the first crank. Did you realize it was a joke, though? I did, but I, it's not what I wanted at the time, so I didn't enjoy oh, it. Oh, well, that's why. Watch it again when you want to laugh, and you'll love it. No. Yes. They're great. Well, when I watch them do comedy, I'll watch Snatch. Well, don't be silly. Crank and Crank 2 are... Didn't even watch the second one. Crank wasn't and worth Crank it. Crank 2 are, like, easily two of the best Ugh, action movies of the no. 2000s. Easily. Possibly even the best. Um, no. Yes, I'm afraid so. Let's stay away from that. No, Mel, you, you're in bad moods watching a movie, and you blame that movie for your mood. No, I just movie. I didn't enjoy the movie. I'm allowed to not enjoy lies, things, Phil. Lies, It's Didn't like it. It's impossible not to <laughs> enjoy it. Don't want to watch it again. Something's I gone wasn't wrong. the only person it's who didn't enjoy Crank's it. It's not Crank's fault. It's got to be you, because Crank is too entertaining for that not to be the case. Oh, Phil. Um, but anyway, Jason's even very entertaining in this. And yes, uh, I mean, look. Uh, as far as parody movies go, spy parodies are about as tired as it gets. In fact, I'm pretty sure that's how parodies started. But um, this has just been a clever enough of a, co- uh, of a concept, and McCarthy's great. It's, it's definitely like since Melissa McCarthy's become a star, it's the one, the, the only movie that's really kind of used her properly and is worthy of her talents because it's she gets to do the awkward comedy stuff that she's good at early on. She gets to do really foul-mouthed, filthy, sweary stuff in a wonderful way, and she gets to do physical business beyond Fat Person, Fall Down, Go Boom. She actually like gets to do action sequences and can do them rather well. Um, <laughs> plus, I mean, stunt okay. people as well. Didn't she do some action in The Heat? She did some action in The Heat, for sure. Okay. For sure. And uh, The Heat was also written, I was sorry, directed by Paul Haig, who wrote and directed Paul Feig, who wrote and directed this one. Paul Feig oh, okay, also yeah. created Fe- Freaks and Geeks and did Bridesmaids. That's where they met. Yes, Bridesmaids. Um, and uh, I, I liked The Heat. I thought it was fun, but there were a lot of growing pains. It definitely felt like a script that was a buddy action comedy that the two of them took a hold of and tried to turn into something but didn't quite have the time to do it. This feels like this was clearly crafted and designed for them together. Worked really good. Paul Fee, uh, in addition to her getting better at doing tough guy or tough gal, rather, action action stuff, Paul Feig has gotten much better directing. The action scenes are actually kind of at least competent by action movie standards, if not, like, brilliant. And uh, that goes a long way. It feels like a big, silly, frolicking good time. And okay. I quite enjoyed it. And uh, made me a bit more confident in Paul Feig being the guy to take over Ghostbusters. Which yeah. I thought was an odd choice at the time, but now that I've – Scene Spy, which I'd always heard people saw scenes from Spy, and that was part of the reason why he got hired, was they thought that he could do action. And I don't know that I've seen it. And certainly, like, if you consider the fact that uh, Ivan Reitman's uh, audition piece to show he could do action for Ghostbusters was Stripes, this definitely has oh, better yeah, action well, stuff okay. than Stripes did. Yeah. Which I love Stripes, don't <laughs> get me wrong, but the last third of Stripes when it turns into an action movie is garbage. So, the, so based on that, I, that Ghostbusters could actually be a good thing. Mm-hmm. See what it does with it. This is a lot of fun. This, and I could actually see it becoming a franchise for Miss McCarthy as well. I think it's she's good enough. Um, <laughs> and, okay. And she's and she's just on that level of stardom that it would be successful. And uh, I think it's worthwhile. And I definitely really recommend people go and see it. I was it was ple- pleasantly I was pleasantly surprised by how consistently entertaining it was. And I thought it was going to be uh, kind of mediocre, but it was genuinely a ton of fun for like a very mindless, silly. 
get my kids around to help them. So, yeah, Thank then we're you. not even officially into summer yet, which is kind of scary. Yeah. Okay. We are kind of, well. technically. Summer starts in May now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Really. It does. Summer season starts in May, for sure. But yeah, we're about to get into the thick of it. Just about to get real. Mm-hmm. Except Ant-Man? that all the big stuff has already come out. So. No, Jurassic Park or Jurassic yeah, World. Jurassic World oh, yeah, Jurassic coming, World is still coming. Fantastic Four is still coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because that's going to be fantastic. I think it will be. Um, Four times over. I think it will be. Uh, I got a really good feeling about that. Ant-Man's coming. You really do? I do. <laughs> okay. I really okay. do. do I like what, what, what is it about still? the Fantastic Four film that you know is not leaving you like you know, just couple trepidatious? A couple things. Number one, uh, Josh Trank, who made it, made Chronicle, which is Oh, okay. Which is truly fantastic. Oh, yeah. That that was that um, found footage superhero. Found movie. footage, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, with the the which Akira fant- fight towards the end, exactly. which was just nuts. Yeah, okay. exactly. Um, and yeah. that was fantastic. And I've been waiting for him to actually get to do a blockbuster in a long time, and this is it. And that, so that's exciting and stuff. Number two, um, I have always liked Fantastic Four. Uh, and even with Jessica Alba. Was no, I didn't like okay. those movies. <laughs> All right. No, no, those movies were horrible. Okay. But I uh, I really like the Fantastic Four as a series. Um, and I think and it's always and I, it's always surprised me there hasn't been a good movie made of it because mm-hmm. it seems like in a world where it's possible to make a like a pastoral Thor movie uh, yeah. that Fantastic Four should, should be, be fun easier because uh, yeah, yeah as a family unit superhero concept it really is strong and works well and so I think yeah so I've just I think there is there are great Fantastic Four movies to be made and so I believe in the property and then finally I've just from what I've seen of the trailers the um, and what I've heard Jess Trank say the approach that they're taking to it of it being almost like kind of a body horror thing where these people mm-hmm. go out and come back and these powers are you know unexpected and horrific and change them I think is a really interesting approach to doing a superhero origin story that yeah. I haven't seen before that could be fun it is certainly a change of pace totally, I've got yeah. superpowers that's awesome so, totally yeah. and um, and also I just think the trailers look good mm-hmm. I like the cast I'm there's really yeah I, I honestly don't know why everyone's so trepidatious about it I think it must just be how horrible the last Fantastic yeah. Four movies I, were I think it's yeah. just the negative yeah. momentum of in the, the same last way where I was having a conversation with some friends a couple weeks ago who aren't like big comic book people mm-hmm. and I was like you gotta watch the Daredevil but like superhero movies and I was mm-hmm. like you gotta watch the Daredevil uh, Netflix series it's so great and they're like no Daredevil sucks that movie was horrible and I was like no you don't understand Daredevil is excellent I agree that movie is horrible um, so I think that the, I think that unfortunately mm-hmm. I think yeah the flack that and the lack of a, any a lack of it's that bad aftertaste that yeah exactly it left, has nothing just, to yeah. do with this movie mm-hmm. or anything that's been made available of this movie and everything to do with uh, the horrible horrible Fantastic Four movies we've endured in the past so yeah I have hopes about that and then also there's some uh, Amy Schumer has uh, Judd Apatow uh, the comedy with Judd Apatow that she did coming up that I'm looking forward to and the Pixar movie is coming and yeah there's plenty of stuff okay yeah. Now, for people that actually go to the movies, there's plenty of stuff. All right. Yeah, unlike Wayne. <laughs> yeah, because it kind of seemed like it's like, okay, you know, it's like Avengers, Mad Max, and it's like, that's it, we can all go home now. Yeah, Avengers so. and Mad Max were definitely my, like, yeah. two biggies, and they knocked those out of the park very mm-hmm. early, but we're not done. We're just there's, still a, there's a few things coming out. Yeah, yeah then there's Jurassic World. Yeah, Jurassic World, Terminator, that'll be a big thing, even though it's going to be garbage. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's lots of stuff. Okay. I keep forgetting about that Terminator movie, yeah. even though I frequently see the trailer good, online somewhere, and it just reminds me again. It's like, oh yeah, that's happening. Your yeah. brain is uh, trying to tell you something, yeah. Wayne. You're yeah. forgetting on it might, purpose. It might be it. Yeah, it, it seems like my brain is deliberately wiping that memory out as soon as I'm not watching it. Yeah, yeah. never forget. Yeah. It's coming. 
no. whether you like it or not. All right. So I don't think Phil and I have played anything really new, but no. Wayne has. Have you been able to log on to Splatoon online? I haven't gotten anything out of it since. Yeah, when I still don't have my console back. Oh right. Well, it, when it like. It was supposed to end. To, like the yeah, code when has the game launched, I assume people would be online, but I never. No one's online. Really? Online. Weird. Yeah. No. Yeah. I haven't had. Uh, I haven't had a chance to even try it. So yeah, I, I don't know. Play. I don't know if maybe we're on like a different network because we I got a preview so. copy or what's going on with it. But yeah. that's a good question. I'm sorry, Phil. Oh, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Life goes on. All right, Wayne. What have you been playing? So you guys haven't been playing anything otherwise? Not, Not really. No. Nothing new. Did I He's talk about trying to play last week. You did. Yes. I talked about The Witcher last week. Okay, so really all I can talk about this week. You had a farm simulator, like right? Farm and simulator yeah, yeah. 15. How yeah. was it? Which we just did and like an extensive. Okay, see, this is the crazy thing is that I was just fully expecting to be bored out of my mind and yeah. hating that game. And I did not load it. Yeah. I did not love it because it is a slow-paced game. Yeah. It's a farming simulator. Yeah. But I did not hate it as much as I thought I was mm. going to. You um, got into farming? The, got the, the, best, for it? the best way that I could describe this game is almost like therapeutic slash hypnotic. Because okay. yeah, there's there's just something about like you know just this repeating cycle of you cultivate the field and then after that you like spray it down and then mm. after that you sow the seeds yeah. and then they grow and then you harvest them and then you like you know take How that long and does you that process it take and like play um, you have you can you have the ability to uh, warp time in the I game so you so, can yeah. you can keep it at real time yeah. even then um, the crops will grow in a matter of hours okay. uh, or you can speed time up 120 times oh, faster than normal which will make the crops grow in, like, a matter of minutes. Okay. So, yeah, you can do that. But um, the, the part that really um, uh, amazed me was even just, like, doing the research on this game afterwards. Okay. Like, because uh, I, I wanted to find out more about this game as I started playing because I was just like, okay, these, these guys are, like, pretty full on. You know, like, it turns out that all of the brands of farming equipment that appear in there are real. Including Lamborghini. I did not know that Lamborghini made tractors, but apparently Lamborghini makes tractors. Intriguing. Yeah, uh, and they've got activities like logging and animal husbandry. So you've got your chickens, you've got your cows, and you've got your sheep for you know like wool and eggs and stuff like that. Okay. Um, you can you know grow different kinds of grains and vegetables. So you've got your wheat, you've got your barley, your canola, but you've also got like you know beets and potatoes and things like that. And mm -hmm. the whole point behind this game really is just. Wait, wait, wait. I'd like to point out that Phil's on his phone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. As a yeah. callback from earlier. Well, no, because he's no, he's he's bored because I'm talking about a farming game. I'm it's still, like I don't blame I'm him. Still <laughs> just I'm still engaged yeah. in the farming discussion. I was still engaged in the discussion. But like, yeah, the the whole point of this farming game really is to just you know, it's like take care of your crops, make money, and then take that money and either buy more fields or buy better equipment, mm -hmm. and that's the game. So. Um, the simulation part itself is like really, really detailed because mm. you know they make you do all of this stuff, and I can see the educational value of it. I mean, it's like if really? you were if you were a kid <laughs> and you were like, how does a real farm work today, mm. as opposed to like you know old McDonald with like you know his suspenders and like you know the piece of wheat hanging out of his mouth. Mm. You know, it's like it's it's not like you know somebody just gets some oxen with a plow and just goes down the fields and all that. I mean, this mm. will really teach you how this stuff actually happens this time. So it's educational in that regard, but the thing that I have an issue with is that, you know, it's like there's there's no campaign yeah. at all. They just throw you into this gigantic massive map with like dozens of fields and yeah. they're like, you own three of these fields, go. Yeah. And, you know, it's like that's kind of it. So the way I wrote it in my review is they've, they've got individual tutorials that teach you the different aspects of farming, yeah. but it almost felt like 
if a carpenter were to come to you and say, okay, now I'm going to teach you some basic woodworking, now I'm going to teach you like you know some basic plumbing, now I'm going to teach you some basic electrical wiring. Now that I've taught you all of these things, go and build a house. And you're like, okay, you've taught me the basics, but I don't really know how all of these skills are supposed to interlock or what I'm supposed to be doing first or any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the way that you know Farming Simulator approached itself. So um, with the help of my wife, because she actually got into the game mm -hmm. um Hello, we, we went online and we did our research uh, because there's a lot of research on this game um they did a survey and of the people that play this game and the franchise in total is Who sold over a million game? copies mm -hmm. over 30 percent of the people that play this game are farmers which blew me away that you was like so let me get this straight you're sitting there and you're tending real fields all day and then when the sun goes down and it's time to relax, you get on your computer or console and you play even more farming. Yes, but you see, farming is seasonal. Yeah. They got the whole winter by themselves mm -hmm. on those lonely farms. But like, you know, yeah, but it, it just amazed me that, you know, it's like, why would you want to do even more farming rather than that's like, what they do. They're just, farmers. Man. Just go just off and like, you know, play some Call of Duty or, you know, like play some rock band mm -hmm. or something or like some that. Or some truck simulator. Yeah, or truck simulator mm -hmm. or train simulator or something like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's like, yes, farmers play this game and enjoy it. Yeah, it makes sense so, to me. Yeah. What else would be the market big? Yeah. There's, there's actually a, an online component for this game. Is there? Yeah. It's not competitive yeah. in the least. So, yeah. Well, there is an online component. Yeah, there, is, there, is, there is an online component. So, uh, and it's, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's cooperative. So, yeah. you can get together with somebody else that has a copy of the game and you can divide up the chores and just tell them it's like you know so I'll do the harvesting and um, you do the cultivating and it's like yeah yeah all right and you Wait, can do that. That's what you do. You can't sell to them or anything like that. No. Oh, okay. It's it's just you know it's it's co-op. I I suppose. You can't trade you know, livestock. No no nothing like that. No it's it, it really is just a Sounds matter of really like you'll stupid. you'll do this and I'll do that. And <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Sounds thrilling. Because that way you get things done more efficiently and faster with like you know another human being also running the chores as opposed to assigning it to like you know the AI. Mm -hmm which you have to do frequently if you're playing the game by yourself. Yep. Well, I will definitely never play this. Yeah, you, you won't. And like yeah. that's, that's the thing that kind of surprises me is that I'm still playing the game even though the review is over. Weird. I'm kind of just like, I'd like to keep playing this game at least long enough to afford that Lamborghini Tractor, which was like almost $200,000. Yeah. So I'm just... I'm Sounds still, like a sweet ride. I'm still tilling them fields yeah, and it's yeah. like making that money and... Like, you know, just trying to buy better equipment so I can make that money even faster and eventually get my fabled Lamborghini tractor so that I can drive into town and overtake the people in their SUVs mm. in my Lamborghini tractor. That's my personal end goal Pretty for the sweet. game. Yeah. Well, I hope you get to that thing in your I, I think that, you know, it's like given enough inhuman patience, I probably will. Awesome. Because it seems like it's sort of impossible to fail this game if you're patient. You just, just give it some time and you'll get there. Dynamite. Yeah. So that that was my big experience, Farming Simulator 15. That's what I've been playing. Pretty sweet. Well, yeah. there's nowhere for us to possibly yeah. follow that. Yeah. I think we nope. just, I think that's just Yeah, that's yeah. the end of it. Well, we're going to end on that note. Go out and play Farming Simulator yep. 15. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe hook up with Wayne on PS4 yep. and uh, help him till some fields. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds yep. really yeah, dirty. Exactly. It's like, yep, that wheat won't harvest itself. No. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening. You can find us on all our social media, Twitter at CGM Mag Online. That was that took me a second there, eh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Of course, CGMagOnline.com. Phil, your Twitter is at that Phil Brown. Wayne is real Wayne Santos. San Santos. I got feelings in yesterday. I think it's messing with my speech. Yeah.
Yeah. I'm Kixen Chaos, K-I-X-X-E-N Chaos. Brendan is DeFi26. And of course, you can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash magazine, Google Plus, google.com slash little plus sign CG Mag online, and Locker Dome, Instagram, all that great stuff. Mm-hmm. And right now we're running a contest for Focus. Yes, we're giving away uh, DVD, Blu-ray, digital download, I believe, combo packs is mm-hmm. what they are. We have 12 of them. They're really easy. All you have to do is you know, either follow us on Twitter or tweet about the contest or even ask Wayne Santos a question, which he will maybe answer in a future issue of CGM. If you do that, you earn entries. You could win Focus. So make sure you come to CG Mag Online to check that out, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>